on a journey like no other with Izzy Drocana from the mesmerizing waterfalls of Argentina to the lush green buds of America. Join us for a stroll down his path as we hear about his extraordinary journey. So won't you join us and let's get organically blunt. Organically Blunt Show, a podcast that's about cannabis and the lifestyle that surrounds it with real conversations, whether you're a novice or a professional grower. Light up and join the conversation. Let's get organically blunt. Comes to Genetics, we trust Seedsman Genetics, a seed bank that has been in business for over 20 years. So head on over to Seedsman and use coupon code organically blunt. Popping jars, cure, store, and save your turps with Turp Lock technology. Grow back. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Organically Blunt. I am Jay Blaze, your host, and this evening I have the opportunity and the pleasure to speak with Izzy Drocana. Welcome to the show, Izzy. And before we get into things, I kind of want to give a thanks to our sponsors that made it happen tonight, and that is Seasman Genetics and Grow Bags. Be sure to head on over to either one of them. From seed to harvest, we got you covered. Use coupon code organically blunt and make sure to smash that subscribe button so you can be notified of future episodes. Welcome to the show, Izzy. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Um, so I'm excited to to get on to tonight's episode. Uh, Definitely. And yeah, let's get organically blunt, right? I'm I'm already halfway through my blunt, almost a little bit more than halfway. So yeah. I just have to roll another one. <laughs> hey, exactly. For, uh, grower problems, right? Yep, exactly. So I just want to dig right into things with you, you know, and we'll start right right with your journey with cannabis and overall. So you're from Argentina. A lot of people aren't familiar with even how the atmosphere, let alone how the agriculture is there, unless they really dive into it and have an interest. And yeah. And um, like me, for example, I didn't even know there was waterfalls like that until I made your intro. And I was like, wow, that is beautiful. So yeah. tell us kind of how you've transitioned from there to here. And during the mix, when did you come across cannabis and where did you get it from? Okay. So real quick, I think Argentina is kind of unique in, when you talk about climate and weather and stuff like that. Because, it, you know, well, it, it is in South America. And then it's like backwards, right? Because it's like south of the of the equator. So right sure. now, cold here is summer over there, right? Wow. But also because the the land stretches um, from like north to south, we actually have border with Brazil, Uruguay, Paraguay, uh, and Chile. And then it's very tropical. We have a little piece up there of of of, of forest up uh, in like the falls, the Catarata de Iguazu. That's where like every like three countries meet. I think Uruguay, Brazil. I'm not sure, but like there, you can see like all different countries and stuff. And Argentina has a side. I know the other ones have a side too. And then the further down you go, 
like the colder you get, we actually have a spot all the way down that that reaches the Antarctic. So you can wow. you can have all the climates you want, all the temperatures you want. You just got you just got to decide where you want to live. You know. Yeah. So I was yep. a little bit more up north, uh, like in the Rios. So it was. It's a little town, man. It's a re really small, like rural, like country everywhere. It was like one road, one main road. And I like, knew that way was Buenos Aires, and like I don't know what the other way was. <laughs> <laughs> so it was tiny, like my like, we live on the edge, and it was like back, like a big backyard, like a reserve type deal. Um, but yeah, that's the cool part about Argentina. But like I said, when I was a little bit up north, which meant it's a little bit more tropical. So like during the during the winter times, I wouldn't I wouldn't need like a big jacket or anything like that. Sure, it would get cold, but like. Um, you know, there would be, there's like palm trees and stuff in, in my hometown, you know. Wow. <laughs> that Man, I can only imagine. That's like, that's a dream for most of us, you know, for real. I mean, we all dream of having palm trees in our yard and you grew up with it. Oh, that's got to be awesome. But so how, do you like snow, though? I mean, like. If it came to cold, it'd be great. Like if we had snow and then we could do like snow, like activities, like snowboarding or, or like snowmobiling and it wasn't cold, it would be perfect. Right. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I don't like the cold period. So like I'm trying to get to Argentina because that sounds like the place to be, you know, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be freezing. I, I get cold easy. I'm anemic. So, yeah. but yeah. Cold. It's been cold. I mean, not right now, but it's been cold. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So, how? When did you come across cannabis? When did that come into the mix? Yeah. So what? I I I was like I said like earlier. Like I mean, when, when we spoke, I'm certain earlier. Um, I, I did come here when I was nine, very very young. So when I got into cannabis was here as a teenager. You know. Um, okay. Sixteen years old, which is the appropriate age. To, no, I'm just kidding. No disclaimer. Twenty-one and over. I'm sorry. I don't want to get you in trouble. Oh, you're, you're, you're all right. This is organic. <laughs> we tell the truth and we ask the questions here that most people don't. So, yeah. so yeah. I was like, um, when I first came here, it was like south side of Chicago, and I had older cousins that lived like on the north side. So I would, and I went to like a boarding school. Like I said, I grew up very like conservative Christian. I even went to like a boarding school that was Seventh Adventist. So during the wow. week. I would tell, hey, mom, I'm actually going to go see my friends. I'm going to go hang out with my friends downtown Chicago. We're all going to meet up there, and then I'm going to take a train, spend the weekend there. Yeah, I'm going to go to church, get my get my church clothes because we're going to church. I was That was a lie. You know, I would take the train downtown and then go to my cousin's house and hang out for the weekend, go out partying, you know, you know, <laughs> drinking. So, that, so they would smoke, and that's the first time that I had it was there at their house where they introduced me to it, and... I, I was really like out of my mind. I just remember just laying on the floor and looking at the ceiling and watching the pan spin. And I'm like, whoa, you know, it's, it was amazing. And it was cool. You know, I was into it right away. <laughs> Definitely, man. So did you uh, get the munchies? I mean, everybody usually gets the munchies. I mean, yeah, I, I don't remember that much, to be honest. You know, I was kind of I was kind of drunk, too. You know, so I didn't really, I don't think I was like super drunk. I didn't even like drink that much. I was never like a heavy drinker. Right. And then 
So I was I was probably like a couple beers in. I was feeling really buzzed. So I just remember after that, just going going to sleep. So <laughs> it was pretty late too in the night. It's probably like four or five a.m. or something stupid like that. Definitely. So you're into sustainable gardening, mean, and we want to hear more about that. You know, we're we're all trying to be more sustainable, leave a less of a footprint, mm -hmm. essentially when it comes to waste and reusing what we have available to us and me included. So how did you get into being a sustainable gardener? Did you realize you had a hardship where you couldn't get supplies? Was it just more trying to be green? Was it a little bit of both? I mean, what was your reasoning behind being more sustainable and how did you attack that? I, I think in general right now, I, I, I'm glad that you bring this up uh, and, and everybody's starting to be a little bit more aware. And yeah, we need to, everybody needs to be conscious of what's going on. And we all need to take part, you know, this is how we do it actually. So the way that I stumbled upon, like like you said, it was, it was hardship uh, when I first wanted to grow. I couldn't because I didn't have like the space. And when I didn't have the space, I didn't have like the knowledge you know, and then it just seemed like such a faraway thing and like, oh, I got to have gotta have lights and I got to have a tent and I got to have a carbon filter and the regimen for NPK and all this other stuff. And it was so overwhelming for me that I was like, I can't I can't do that. I'm, I, you know, college student, part time job at a fast food restaurant. I'm not going to, you know, I'm already struggling. Yep. <laughs> Whatever the dealer was, you know, who had the cheaper prices, and I was at the mercy of the of the grower, and um, and then you know a little bit later in my life when I as an adult and I was kind of like able to have my own space and everything like that, I I got into like how do I grow now that I can grow, you know, um, right now that I have the possibility of growing, how do I grow? And yeah, and 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 I didn't want to have this. This, this I think is ignorant the way we go like a modern day agriculture in a, in a sense because all these inputs that we putting in the soil are very harmful for the soil very harmful to ourselves very harmful for the microbiology in the soil the run of the of, of fertilizers um, causes our own set of, of damages too to like ecosystems. So then I, 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 in any scale, in any scale, I don't, I didn't want to waste like that, but I didn't really get into it, to be honest, really honest with you. I, I had a, I had a trip, <laughs> I, had a, I had a trip and it was, it was very intense. It was all night and I would come in and out and I, I um, there's certain stuff that I was watching on TV, but essentially I realized a lot of things, but one of them is that I, I need to go back and get, get in touch with 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 like how my ancestors were back in the day in the amazon also in tune with nature also growing also being regenerative like and they were you know a they it was a vast civilization you know that was in the amazon and and the knowledge that they had was great um so much so that like the the soil that we found that they made is actually something that can help us today which is insane to think about so that's that's pretty much how I, I got into the whole regenerative soil 
it was after a, a trip that helped me reconnect back to nature and just the fact that i already went into it thinking that i need to find a way to grow and i need i need to be conscious of what i'm doing so that's how i ended up ended up wanting to grow this way definitely now do you grow now indoors outdoors both um are you strictly soil or have you tried other ways so i'm i'm like uh fair new at this still right but i started outdoor because it's easier and more cost effective um and now i do i am growing indoor like the next room <laughs> the next room is my, the next mine's, be, mine's behind me so i i feel you <laughs> so the, i have room over there at growing some stuff and then i'm gonna get some clones later on to to pop in there nice. so i do both depending on you know where, where i'm at but i i love the outdoor i love the outdoor i look at you know i have a whole set of like like my own soil that i put in my greenhouse outside now i do i do have like soil some of that soil that i grab and put into pots and I have that in my indoor. Um, but as far as like growing, no, I haven't done any other way, like hydroponics or anything like that. Um, sure. It's just only soil, no like cocoa or anything, just strictly soil. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a soil guy myself. Um, so I did I read that you're from Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in um, like St. Joe, Ben Harbor area, like right okay. there. I'm in Muskegon, so I uh, I'm on the other side of the state, but definitely that's awesome. You know, if you ever get a chance, you should come out to one some of our events this summer. We're doing a yeah, lot was, of different events. So. I, I was there a little bit. Uh, I played college soccer, and uh, we had a couple games against Muskegon, the college there. So it's fun. Nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You know, I know a lot of our people are going out for hash bash. That's coming up, so we'll probably be down there. I haven't been to one personally myself. Yeah. I just can't ever ever seem to get that day off work. But I'm gonna try to this year. No guarantees, but I'm gonna try, and uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, same over here. I'll try to get out there too. It seems like a lot of fun. You know, definitely. I met I met John St. Clair, the guy who helped like and a couple other people down that would helped like form Hash Bash that were involved in the initial building of it. And it was pretty cool over the last past summer. But I, they asked me to come out, but I haven't had a chance this year. I really want to try to, though, but we'll see. Definitely. Yeah. So what do you what do you what do you like? prefer when you grow what are you what are some of your preferred strains that you've grown so far like do you are you a sativa guy are you an indica guy do you like fruity do you like gas i mean what makes to be honest so so depending on what i'm doing um i grew different strains so i want to i want to have a little sativa in the morning the hybrid and that you know and in uh, indica or to be honest, I certain activities like physical activities, I do sometimes prefer an indica, like like in the gym. So if I wake up and have a morning session, I'll have an indica because I feel like that gets me more in the zone, like more more my body like my body shuts down more. So I'm able to do more, even though that sounds crazy. So I don't know what that makes sense, but uh, so and as far as like strain goes, um, so I I have been able to meet 
like really wonderful, amazing people at some of these caregiver events that I've attended. And I've gotten some like um, genetics from, from certain people. Uh, so I grew Platinum Pebbles from AB Seed Co. And I was very impressed with the way that one grew uh, and how it finished, how it smoked, everything. I even the people that we smoked it like that one. Um, I like the terps on this one called Still Tipping, and that's by ISNW Selections. That's their Instagram tag. Uh, okay, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, for sure. And then you, but you know, he's regular seeds. I grew regular seeds too a little bit this year, and a couple of feminine seeds. And like whatever I think my girl likes, she likes a blueberry strains. So I try to I got blueberry muffin clones from uh, Retro Genetics, Retro Genes. Also, okay, the follow there. He's got. I got a lot of clones from him last year and he was at an event. So, and he, I was like, Oh, give me this one. Give me that one. <laughs> yeah, problem. Definitely. Real problem. <laughs> so, so yeah, basically, um, so whatever I like, I like Skywalker. I also grew a clone of that Skywalker OG. I tend to oh, like yeah. see strains more like pungent. Um, I do like a nice fruity strain. Everybody's obsessed with flavor. Flavor is okay. If you really like flavor, go eat some ice cream. But I like, <laughs> like you know, whatever. I mean, there's really good flavors out there. Don't get me wrong. Yep, yep. Like uh, everybody's so obsessed with them, but there's so many more things we, that 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 we lost just chasing flavor, flavor, flavor. And I feel like that weed is not as pungent and it, like that is you know as it used to. So I like a little bit of gas, to be honest. Yep. In my bud, so. Definitely. ABC, he's a good guy. We've had him on the show, you know. Oh, great. He's, yeah, he's one of my friends, and uh, uh, he won a couple awards at a couple of the events that we've been at, and he, he won the belt. If you ever if you ever ask him ask him to see the belt, it's it looks yeah. like a, a, a wrestling belt. And we, we, uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say, uh, I, I have a lot of love for him, too, because uh that guy he like we met at these events and you know right away his energy was was like great was like positive and we hit it off and then we actually went live and he taught me how to take cuts of clones so when and, oh wow so in one i can't remember which which one it was oh yeah it was a regular seeds i'm sorry it was a regular seeds because it was my first time trying and i was trying to figure out which one was male and female by getting cuts and flipping them the flower <clears throat> okay so he taught me. We went. We went live. It was like forty-five minutes. Took cuz wow. put him in the clone, used the gel, blah blah. He went over the process, how he did it, and then I, I just followed it. Uh, and then it was great. So I'm excited to grow outside some genetics. I'm definitely gonna be running some of his genetics this this summer, hundred <laughs> percent. I haven't ran him, and he keeps bugging me too. Because every time I see him at the event, he's like, "Have you have you popped my seeds yet?" And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want a room. It's so pretty. Like, give me another one because like yeah, I I'm a collector too. So like I don't want to ruin the one that I'm collecting. So like I it's like having a rookie card. I need two of them. I need yeah. one to, one to, one to use and one to collect because I don't want to. Ooh, that's pretty. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> My outdoor I'm still smoking on my outdoor from last year, so I can't complain. Blessing. Not one I do it. Yep. <laughs> so, are you gonna do um 
quite a bit outdoors this year. I mean, how many how many do you plan on doing? I know myself, I'm probably going to put 18 in the ground this year. Okay, yeah. So I would definitely have, I think, end up more than 12. Um, what, what I found out through the years of growing that you do have to pop oh, more yeah. than what you think you're going to need. So I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive this year outside and then i'm gonna i don't know the exact number but i'm gonna definitely like pop a lot of seeds because i do have right genetics that i that i was gifted as like samples and i feel bad that i still haven't started those and i do like to make like content and if you gave me seeds and stuff like that then i want to turn around and then give you content and do like follow-up of of your genetics throughout my grow which that's awesome great so yeah yeah i uh i uh, i'm still planning my outdoor but i got about two months until i'm gonna be popping seeds for it i pop mine right at around the end of march and i, I it gives me about a month of veg indoor um before i put them in the ground outdoors and uh that's just how i've always done it and I usually get 17 foot monsters and it's been, it's been crazy. I know a lot of people are like, man, that's huge. Yeah. I got pictures too. And it's, it's not easy work. It really is not. It becomes too yeah. much when they, when they get that big. I don't like them over 10 foot because then it's just too hard to spray them. It's too hard to take care of them. You can't reach them. I mean, it's a lot of work. That happens. Really this past year in the summer so i like my greenhouse is only eight foot tall okay and i had to remove the lids from the top because oh. it just shot out out of that thing like you said i couldn't even i had to like when i when i had to spray for ipm yep where i was in there trying to get all you know all these goofy angles getting going from underneath getting a ladder you know it's so silly yep, yep. but I mean, I, I was very proud of my my last outdoor grow, and again, like I said, that's the soil that I that I cooked, and then also I did run some in separate fa fabric bags, and those are the clones that I got from the retro jeans, um, like the platinum pebbles, uh, purple cake kush, blueberry muffin. I got a Skywalker, uh, and then a Mendo bread. But the, Ooh, yeah, the uh, the blueberry muffin. I ended up popping it out of the bag and just put placing it in the in the greenhouse because I just wanted it to develop. It was short, and I wanted to put as many as many as, as I could in there. So. Definitely, that's awesome. So, do you plan on? I guess I know you cook your own soil, but what what do you have a brand base you start with or yeah. What, so that's what I did uh, uh, in the fiber pads. I'm sorry. That's what I was going to mention. I'm glad you say that because I use organics to live nutrients. So that's what I did. I did like a little battle between myself. Oh, let's see how my the bud that I grow in the soil I made versus the bud in the organics to live nutrients, you know? So and Definitely. They, it was killer. I mean, like I said, I, I was very impressed with the gray, the way, you know, the genetics were and on, on all the clones I got. Everything's super clean, and then the 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 fertilizers from Organics Alive are very simple to use. And you know, I'm, I make composties out of uh, their stuff too. I bought in like 
I can't remember now, but it's three different types of fertilizer um, and yep. some liquid form of inputs that I add to my uh, my compost teas as well. I think I've used them once. I've, I spoke with the owner back when they first like hit the market. I tried it. And they were giving some out, and I want to remember if I remember right. Right, it's powder formed. It's pretty water soluble, yeah. and um, I think one was green, one was red, and one might be white. And for dip like grow and bloom and. I forget yeah. what the other one was, but it, it, the veg transition and then bloom. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. And the, the stuff seemed to work great. You know, I, I just, now I use a local friend of mine, country roots. He makes the soil and amendments right here in Michigan and everything. And, uh, he ships everywhere he, and he's a great guy. And, um, I love I support him. They 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 make I I bought some of their bud at, at one of these events and oh my that's that's why I when I have weed from our bud marijuana cannabis from people that did the organic regenerated soil and I smoked it I was like this is this is this is how I need to grow you know that's what I'm doing yep. it is different you know and I've used yep. some of their inputs too uh, I use their their um, little packets for composties for veg and bloom um, yep. right in that same when i got the eighth from them a couple eights and stuff i did a some like shots with my camera and they gave me some composties and i used oh, them hell yeah. my during my grow last year so i will definitely be using more of their of their composties during the summer as well i think you should come out in may if you got time and we're going to do a two-day educational panel right at Country Roots Farm. It's going to be all about, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be doing all the video. We're going to have it documented on video, too, in case you can't make it out, you know. We're going to probably yeah. put it on, on DVD. Chris from Country Roots, he's pretty much my best friend, you know. So, like, I go up to his farm, and he helps me out, and I try to help him out, and we shoot ideas off each other, and... I try to help him get his content out there because he helped me, you know, when I didn't have nothing. And I, I that's how it goes. Now I'm running. I just got done with setting it up last night. I got a few more things to go. I'm running a three by three living soil bed with all his amendments and soil. And it's lasagna and it, it, yeah. it's going to be it's yeah. fun. Uh, it's all learning to me, but it's going to be fun because I haven't grown in a while other than a couple autos here and there so oh okay yeah, awesome that's that's what it is about you know that's another thing where i'm such an advocate about growing not necessarily just growing like anybody can read a little pamphlet that they give you and do this day 30 and then flip the lights and whatever man like, try, try to try to establish a connection with, with 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 the plant it's an entity you know it's not just a plant these these things react they have they you know um the soil as well you know there there's so many things happening underneath in the soil in the root zone um so there's so many other 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 different things you can start getting into and it's exciting and you learn and, and you want to know more and you want to grow so like like you said you know you're getting into all these different forms of growing and and, and there are so many different forms of growing there, there is not just one you know you can right. that's available to you 
but if you want to have like a low cost that's my thing as well like a low cost uh that focuses on on regenerative and it's a win-win for everything you know so like when you start to get into what I'm, I'm i'm doing is like like you as well to lower your carbon footprint it fits perfectly because now your feed your food waste is is composting for your garden you know yep. so there's all there's these no things that you could do that you know around around your house you know uh and you you learn the i had to learn a lot about the the you know imos and and the the organic already uh, mycorrhiza and and biology that's around my area and i wanted to harness that and use that in my soil and i also wanted to grab the plants in the area and use those in my soil to start like kickstarting the biodiversity so there it was it was so exciting you know uh to wake up in the morning and and get to what i was doing start that compost pile start you know start my greenhouse start setting up for the soil so you know uh so it's exciting it's 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 awesome and it's environmentally friendly and like i said you build that connection with with nature that we've lost you know we definitely lost the connection we used to have exactly when they when people say that it's grounding when you take your shoes and socks off and you step in the soil it truly is you're getting grounded to the earth and it, it, it's an energy that passes through you that you just can't explain you just have to experience it and and that's where i'm at with things and i'm all on the organic thing now too you know i i did the bottle thing for a long time i did i threw my soil away after every run in the beginning and then soil companies went out of business and i couldn't find it and then i came across country roots and he was making soil and i was like okay i found my answer because i don't have a place to get it now and i threw all my soil away so i got got it from him we started learning how to re-amend we started reteaching it now we're doing starting to do classes and you know teach people how to build their own soil he's going to have a program at the farm where you can come up explain your environment explain what you want to grow and you can build your own soil right there at the farm and we can tailor it into exactly how much you need so you don't have to waste it and you don't have to overspend and that's what he's working on yep that that is great work man that is right in tune to to with with what we have to do going forward as far as like looking into agriculture you you hit it in one of the points that i thought was silly about growing it's like every single cycle i have to dump the soil and get a new one dump the yep. soil. i i kind of i went out and and like waited for my my uh my girlfriend's dad grows like his grows kind of behind mine and he dumped his soil he had like 50 pound bags of huge bags too he also oh yeah them. i grabbed that soil and i used that in my greenhouse i mended it you know i cooked i i, I put everything back in i use a lot of organic inputs too i you know i make compost teas in the biochar but also i've used like root root organics bat guano uh both the nitrous and the seabird i've used uh, like earthworm castings um i can't remember what brand that that is and then dragon dragonfly earth medicine i use some other stuff too. 
I've heard of them. I haven't used them, but I've heard of them definitely. And, uh, you know, there's so many ways you can do it. You know, everybody has their own way. There's so many com companies out there that offer similar products, but their own brand of it. And you just kind of got to figure out who you're going to represent and be passionate. And you got to make sure they stand behind the values that you do. And at the end of the day, that, that's what it's about. I mean, I, I support my guy locally now, but I've, I, I started out, you know, growing in ocean forest. I went from that to coast to Maine. I went from coast to Maine. I tried, a, I, I did a soil testing last year with four different soil companies um, to making my own basically with country roots and working with builder soil and everything and kind of tailoring it in now. But I think that's the thing, you know, you got to figure out what you like and make it work for you, but you exactly. can't copy somebody else's recipe because it's not necessarily going to work all it, the way. Everybody's unique, you know, and this is the way also of expressing yourself. When you think about like humanity and, and, and nature and the, and like how it should be, right? Like how, how should we ha go back to that connection that we have in one, one way to start kickstart that is by growing, you know, just grow whatever. Um, but yeah, we, we should go back to fostering that, that relationship. Um, I honestly forgot what I was going with that. I'm kind of high. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, that's all right. It happens all the time. I've, I've smoked, I've smoked half my first joint you're working on a second one yourself. My problem is, is I talk so much that I, it, it burns out and then I'm sitting here holding it and it's like, oh, yeah. uh, okay. And then by the time the show is done, I still have a whole joint. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I'll smoke this now. So like, that's usually how it happens every episode for me. Well, but yeah, I guess what I was going with that is like, oh yeah, one of the points you I was going to tie that into one of the points you said about recharging your soil, right? You said so. Like basically, I found this silly, right? Like like I was saying, uh, buying soil when soil is like right there and beneath your feet. So then, but you can't just like so just grab whatever soil, right? You have to learn the composition of the soil that you have. And then, like I said, you know, gather, gather, make, make a nice little, little pretty environment for biodiversity to thrive. And that's when, that's what um, biochar comes into, Tierra Preta comes into play for me. That's I found, because to be honest, the, the, actually the key thing to me is that I am really actually very lazy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> everything is automated in my grow like if i can't monitor it from my cell phone when i'm on the road i'm not happy yeah like i i had to add a wi-fi switch just to my my light because the company doesn't offer that that i'm working with kind leds yeah. lights don't have that where i i've grown the past few years under hlg and they took care of me they have access points they have app support I can control it. I can't do that with the kind. And they're still working on that technology. And I'm like, come on, guys, we need a controller or that's wireless. Like, mm -hmm. because my watering system, I'm getting ready to set up a blue mat system. Uh, you know, I'm that's that that is no pumps, no electricity. It's gravity fed. You know, essentially, you want your water reservoir three foot above your soil line. And then gravity literally pulls the water into your soil. That's awesome. That's as, as it needs it, based off the percentage that you calibrated your carrots at, they open a valve and let it drip. It's a drip emitter. So it's not like it's flooding it. 
unless something goes wrong, right, it's not yeah. going to flood. Flood, and they're going to help. We're using yeah, the knowledge that we have. We're using the knowledge that we have of, of of the matrix, the universe that we live in, which is which is gravity, and we use that to our, our advantage. Same thing, you know. This is something that going back to agriculture teaches. I believe that's ancient technology. We we knew that the that the Mesoamerican people had hydraulic like water access in their cities, you know, like the like yep. and such and all this other stuff. Other civilizations back in the day too, you know, like the aqueduct in Rome and stuff when they had the pitch. I don't know how many miles is perfect pressure, so you can bathe in Rome like once a month. Yep. <laughs> so badass i just read an article on all that and like how they did that and i was my mind was literally blown i was just like whoa like how do they do that that's insane the thing with biochar also like i said i'm lazy right so with biochar what what if you cook it and you and you do it correctly you know you can you can cook it amend it with the nutrients that you need and put that in your soil and it, it has so many other benefits too because um, biochar is so porous, it's, a, it's, it's perfect for housing microorganisms. So the microorganisms go there and, and it's, like a, it's like an apartment. They're all just chilling in your biochar and your soil ready to go, you know? And then when you add all the, all the inputs, I added um, my own composting when I cook the biochar, I added you know the roots some roots organic inputs too um and uh, like a uh, bird guano nitrous guano like i said earthworm castings but i also put alfalfa um neem meal and oyster oyster meal these and these are all organic inputs and um some food scraps and a bunch of other, st other stuff like this herb from south america yeah, I have that herb. It's like a green tea, and I had a packet of that. It's from South America, so I thought it was very fitting. So it, I put that in there, you know, um, and then coffee as well, a bunch of other, and then I try to grab, uh, like I said, IMOs from the area. I harness some mycorrhiza. I put it in there. Uh, and, yeah, so this is this is all because biochar is is, is so amazing like that. And actually, the way why it's able to absorb is because it's negatively charged. So biochar is actually negatively charged. It has like a lone, like molecule ion, and it and it needs and it needs another one. So that's why it's it's like it's called absorption, obviously, right? When when you know everybody knows what that is. So it's so that's why it's so great at absorbing nutrients and and like all these other things, like harmful things too biochar what water runs through it it actually absorbs all this all the bad stuff so we can clean our air our water let's say imagine you know everybody in their backyard had biochar in their backyard you know it, we're we'll be saving the world one backyard at a time and it's something that you could do in your own time in your backyard that's cost for you with old old logs you can make your own compost just by saving the kitchen scraps from from when you cook you know, it like like I said, it has a, a plethora of 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 positive impacts. It mitigates, you know, it sequesters the carbon in the air. It literally, it literally could save the the whole problem that we're having with climate change. The whole issue that everybody's like, we need battery cars. Um, we need more efficient light bulb. We need. 
it's everything's a product. What your solution to to emission is making another product that you can buy that causes more harmful to make and, and waste is wasteful. It's why aren't we talking about the biochar more? You know, it's it's a win. It's a win win um, for for everybody involved because you can grow your own food or herb or cannabis in the soil that you cook that you made. And like I said, it, 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 it filters the water, it filters the air, and, and it's a beautiful place for your microorganisms to be chilling in the soil. You know, we, Tierra Preta, biochar is, is the oldest new thing you, you heard because we found it. We did, that's the crazy part. It was in the Amazon there. We found it. And that's crazy. All the great things it could do definitely yeah i just i just put a whole bag full in my living soil bed country roots made it for me and everything he was he was just like oh he's like you need biochar i said well i was gonna buy some because i didn't know how to do it and he's like i'll just do it for you so he did it as a friend and i'm like dude you i appreciate this more than ever because i don't have the capabilities i live in a housing community so i can't like well, do that you start firing shit in fact, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> let me let me make it on my barbecue grill out here and see how my neighbors like it you know they might yeah. they might like that <laughs> yeah, one way one way to do it the way i've done it like in a small scale in my backyard is that you make cone shape so charcoal is done by pyrolysis right which is the act of of like uh, consuming or burning of my biomass that's in the oxygen deprived environment. So that when you make a cone shape in the earth and you start your fire at the bottom with little twigs and you add more twigs and more twigs as the fire goes up, the fire is burning up here and the oxygen is like, there's no oxygen like going down. So as you're burnt, as it burns up, uh, you're depriving the oxygen of the stuff that's been burned. And essentially you create the, the biochar like that. And also, you could do like tin cans and stuff. I've seen elaborate ones that people re, re uh, like reuse the big drums, steel drums, and then you put one inside the other one type deal, and that's how you make it. But the act of making charcoal, it's 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 common knowledge. We've been doing it for a very long time, you know. But using it for agricultural reasons, it's something that now we're just getting into. And the guys from like the guys that give you a biochar. Uh, the Roots Organic guys, they're heroes. You know, not all heroes wear caves. These guys literally gave you a solution, an input that's, that has so many great benefits. And they give it to you for free. That's a, that's a true friend right there. Never lose him. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, 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 he's done so much to me. Like, I didn't even have access to my saplings because I put saplings in, in, in the layer. And I did maple and birch, and I'm like, okay, where am I going to get this? I'm literally going to have to go hiking and find some trees, cut some branches off them, put them in my bag, and take them back home. He's like, so he jumped on his side by side out at the farm, and he grabs these big cutters, and he starts cutting a bunch of them and putting them in the bag for me. And I'm like, dude, I, I appreciate this more than ever. And he's like, you know... You do a lot for me and we help each other. We educate the community. And he's like, I want you to do it right because I want you to teach it right. So whatever you need, you let me know. So we do it right the first time. And and that's good because I don't have to make the mistakes of going through the process of learning 
and something not turning out where I'm learning it right the first time. So when I reteach you guys in the audience, I'm teaching you guys right the first time so you don't get it wrong and buy the wrong materials and waste your money or your time trying to figure out what works. Exactly. Yeah. You hit it right there, you know, and, and it's awesome that these guys are so conscious about what they're doing as well, you know, and that's yeah. what, what, what we have to teach what you, you're teaching right now. You're doing a great job. The country soil guys are doing a great job of how to be regenerative, how to be self-sustainable, you know, how to, how to, you know, and, and it's beautiful because they help you out. You know, they also want people to learn. Like he wants exactly. you to do it perfectly so you can teach other people. That's amazing. You know, when is the last time you don't see this type of ethics from any corporation or any sort of person that we look up to, to make laws that govern us, you know, and we're right. talking farmer. These farmers have more ethics than these guys are up there, you know? So like, that's, that's awesome. And, and that's what it is. That's the community also that I've, that I've learned. And I got to, I think I sat down and talked to Chris a little bit one time and I got to talk okay. to other people too, but very briefly because Usually I'm there and I'm like super baked. I'm recording <laughs> stuff, you know, so I don't sit down and talk to a lot of people. But I don't sit down at all. I'm from the time I walk in the door till the time I leave, I'm shooting content. So people are trying to talk to me. People are trying to smoke with me and I'm here holding a camera and people are passing me joints and I'm like, I'm like, sorry guys i gotta get this and they're like oh man just relax a little bit when do you take a break and i'm like this is taking a break like you have no clue this is break time for me like okay in a room for yeah. the smokers of course they're gonna be like take a break man come on come smoke what is going yep. on camera down that's hilarious yeah <laughs> exactly oh i get it all the time it's ridiculous and i i'm getting invited to more and more events and I can't make it to all of them, you know, because I, I don't really get paid to do this. So, like, exactly. I got, I, I got like, the funding yeah. to go across the state isn't always there to go to these guys' events. So, I try to go to the ones that work locally for me. But Yeah, I, really I'm looking at what's happening in the background, you know, the same with me when I first got into the scene. I, I wanted to go to all the events, all the here, there, everywhere, and meeting yep. people. And then, you know, work and everything else, school got a little bit crazy. So I, I kind of like put everything like that on hold. And it, and just recently I was like, you know what? It's time to go back and do some stuff now because I have a little bit of free time and things have been working out, you know, like I've been invited to this podcast. This is awesome. I love talking about my journey and the way, the way that I grow, you know. Definitely. Well, I got about three more questions for you before we let you go here. So I'm going to ask you them and... We ask everybody these questions, so don't be ashamed at uh, answering any way you want because there's no set way. And that is, what is your preferred way of smoking? Um, any any way, to be honest. Like right now, organically blunt because we're you know it's blunt, so it's fitting. Yeah. So I, I switch it up. I feel like for the most part, blunt provides like. A, a, a bigger you know you can get the bigger the bigger like joint papers but for the most part i tend to go with a blunt me and my girlfriend smoke together but i do joints obviously if i want to taste test or if i want to do certain things or i'm smoking with people that only do joints i do a joint i do a backwood every now and then you know just for funsies um sure i have like an and like 
a different different types of vaporizers. I bust those okay. out too for you know to do like little cleanses. So I only would smoke out of the vaporizers, and also some like you know dabbing dabbing tools as well, like uh, a couple coils with banger setups. Uh, the tea bucket from Cannabis Hardware. I have a little bit of gadgets, you know. I have I have some glassware and things to switch it up. We don't get bored of, of smoking here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So you know, I kind of touched on it earlier, but I'll, I'll ask straight out. So when you're high, everybody has a go-to munchie. What is yours? Is it something sweet, something salty, popcorn, ice cream, salad? Who knows? You know, like everybody has a weird one. So like, what is your go-to? It, it it's changed in the in the years. I remember back in the day, my go-to would be like sour Skittles. Oh man, you know, if you, I would tell my friends, if you see me walking around with a bag of Skittles, I'm baked. Hi, <laughs> man. You know, because I would like, oh, sour Skittles. Just the way the sour tasted in my mouth when I was high. I was like, that's me. That's me. Yeah. Yep. And then you know, like, and then it was like goldfish. Uh, but right now, I try to keep things a little bit more clean, more healthy. So whenever. Like obviously, I, it's there's times I go get you know stuff from the grocery store like in uh, candy and whatnot. But when I'm on it, when I'm healthy, I like to do like a, like a dry fruit tropical mix with like banana chips and, and like uh, pineapples and papayas and like a lot of almonds, like nuts and stuff like that. That's like my my go-to right now because I need to worry about my weight. <laughs> hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. I actually enjoy that stuff. It's just. Like I tell everybody, if you ever look at things, what really sucks is the way society penalized us and punished us with making the junk food cheaper than it is to eat healthy. You know, it, to eat healthy is twice, if not more, than yeah. it is to eat junk food. And that's the thing that makes it hard for people to stay healthy. It really is. You know, also why growing your own stuff is better for you. I've also this road of regenerated gardening took me in the road of trying to regrow my own food and i started very small i'm doing yep. like microgreen garlic onions potatoes very simple stuff and i'm just learning and i'm going definitely okay and that leads me to my last question now this question there's a rule to this question and the rule is we want the first organic thought that pops in your head we don't want you to think hard we want literally the first thought that pops in your head so if you could smoke with anybody dead or alive, who would it be and why? Probably like Messi. I don't okay. know if he smoke, but he's like my my idol from Argentina. And like, you know, he's we won the World Cup and it was like his yep. last cup and all this beautiful like story of perseverance that really touch touches like with me because he also left Argentina at a young age, you know. So I'm like, oh, oh, we definitely got to smoke. We got to bond. Like, I know if we smoke, he's like my boy. You know, not really. You know, everybody thinks like that of their idol. But probably yep. him. He, he probably like, I don't smoke weed. I'm an athlete. Get that out of me. I only know who he is. And it's. I know it sounds weird, but my buddy's son it played soccer. And that was his idol. Like, he idolized Nessie. And I'm just like. And we asked him one day because he was talking about it. We're like, who is this Nessie you're talking about? Because the only Nessie we know is the one that they put in the in a city here called the Grand Rapids. They have a grand it's called the Grand River. Well, yeah. they have a an art competition called Art Prize. And, yeah. and an artist artist yeah. developed a Loch Ness monster and put it in the river, 
called Nessie. And that is the only Nessie I knew up until I Yeah, so it was like, okay, who's Nessie? What are you talking about? You talking about the Loch Ness? And he's like, no, the soccer little kid's in schooling me. Like, he knew his stats, and he knew everything about him. And I'm just like, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be like him. And I'm like, well, you got a good inspiration. I'm not mad at you about it, definitely. So nice. that's how I learned about him. For sure, he's yep. a inspiration. Yeah, definitely. And that, that's pretty much, you know, the end of the questions I had for you. You know, we're approaching the hour mark here. And with that being said, where can people connect with you? Where can they find you? And what do you got coming up in the near future? So you can just find me at my Instagram, which is tres.420, which is T-R-E-S.420. Uh, and in the future, I don't know. I I, uh, I want to keep growing. I want to keep learning. I want to get in, keep keep going into more of of finding your independence. You know, through the growing process of like your own food, your own herb, your own medicine, your own cannabis, which is also medicine. And in a way, you know, you get like a little bit of financial freedom, and you feed yourself, and you're able to heal yourself, and a bunch of other like beautiful benefits we talked about so like just like you and like everybody else in the community that we met i also want to teach people if i could do it and i can record my journey which i don't mind doing either of those things and i can find somebody else i can i can like help somebody else take that step as well you know um, yes. so because i don't like consider myself to be the smartest person in the room like, and if i learn this stuff then anybody can literally it's all good don't worry <laughs> Hey, like I've always said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And yeah. that's the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, but with that being said, I appreciate you coming on the Organically Blunt Show. You're more than welcome to come on anytime. If you have some exciting news or anything you want to share with the community, just hit me up. Let me know. We'll schedule. We'll get you back on. No problem. So you're now a part of the Organically Blunt family. Welcome. Awesome. And you're welcome at any of our events that we attend at any time. And like I said, thanks for coming on the show and stay organically blunt. Thank you, bro. I might, I might see you at the Roots Organic one because I, I did see that post today. And I, yep. I'm going to put that in my calendar and I'll do my best to be there because that sounds awesome. I love that type of stuff. <laughs> Yo, you'd have a blast. Trust me. You will not regret it if you make the trip over. It's going to be a lot of education that people are going to need. He's a registered geologist. So, oh. you, yes, yes. So a lot of knowledge there. So we hope to see you out there. Everybody have a great night. And thanks for checking out Organically Blunt. As we close this chapter of Organically Blunt, immense gratitude to our exceptional partners who fuel our growth journey. Seedsman Genetics, the seasoned seed bank with over two decades of experience. Grow Bag, your trusted storage solution to protect terps. Gorilla Grow Tent, crafting spaces for cultivating dreams. Kind LEDs, illuminating your green haven. Country Roots Soil and Amendments, nurturing roots for success. Atlas Seeds, a source of pure genetic treasures. Green Wolf Genetics, creators of botanic magic. Smoke and Stork Genetics, where passion meets potency. Humboldt Seed Company, committed to cultivating excellence. 
Extreme Gardening, elevating your gardening game. Rain Science Grow Bags, redefining plants' homes. 420 Fast Buds, pioneers of fast and furious growth. Captain Redbeard Seeds, sailing the seas of genetic innovation. Arrow Mixer, the rheumatic heartbeat of your grow. Petra Tools, your trusted garden companions. Sow Fem Genetics, sowing seeds of fems and build a soil. Building the foundation of your organic oasis. Lost Close Plant Therapy, healing and enhancing plant vitality. Unlock these exclusive deals with coupon code organically blunt at checkout. Until our next episode, stay connected and keep growing. And as always, stay organically blunt.